Shalom Aleichem Rabbi Say. We find ourselves this week at the end of Sefer Bamidbar with the double parasha of Matus Masai. The topic that I wanted to try to speak about this week is the topic of the power of speech. As the parasha starts off right away, talking about the idea of the dharm, the person promises something. If the passage starts off, the person promises something to bring to Hashem, or he makes a shvur to ask for something on himself, he shouldn't, he should make sure to fulfill his word. Like Rashi says, he shouldn't profane his words. He should make his words mundane. He should keep his words. Anything that comes out of his mouth, he promises that he says, he should, he should fulfill. Now we know that Chazal tell us that a person doesn't keep his promises, it can be life-threatening for his family. And we find through the history that the Delhi Israel were very, very mockered about making sure to keep their word, not to change the truth. There's a famous Maisa with the Chazanish. The Chazanish was very mockered on the air of Shabbos to Davin Mimcha And when Zebrak was not as populated as it is today, it sometimes was very hard to be able to find 10 people that were willing to dive in Chagdala. Many people wanted to dive later. They were rushed to prepare for Shabbos. They had other things on the schedule. And sometimes the Chazanish would stand outside and he would have to call people in for a center, a tenth person. One of his Talmidim were there and was sitting there for about a half hour or 45 minutes waiting for the Chazanish to put together this minion. He was learning. He was comfortable. He was waiting for his rabbi to prepare the minion. And took a little bit of time. The minicha was supposed to be at 12.30. And finally, at 1 o'clock, the the the, the Nish was successful in putting together a minion. And they were about to start, but it was 1 o'clock. And all of a sudden, his brother-in-law, who was one of the ten people at the minion, Shmuel Grainen in Brazil, realized that he had made up with somebody to meet him at 1 o'clock. He didn't know what to do. He didn't want to pass on the shadow himself. So he went to ask the Chazaynish what to do. The Chazaynish didn't even think for a second. He said, You made up with somebody to meet him at 1 o'clock? I know I need you for the minion, but you have to do keep your word. The famous Maisa was of Yaakov Kamenetsky itself. It was very strange to his mishpacha that all of a sudden, when he was very, very old, he started to be <coughs> misnagged to put on the tefillin of Rabbeinu Tam. And they were trying to understand why why now? So he told over the story that when he first became a, a, a rabbi of Shiva and Torah Vadas, so Shraga Lovich, who was the head of Torah Vadas, started to put on and he was suggesting to Rabbi Yaakov to put on. So Rabbi Yaakov told him, yeah, I want to put on now. He said, no, the Chavetz Chaim wore 
tefillin benutam. So Yaakov answered back, yeah, but he only started putting it when he was 90. So it's Hashem. <coughs> I get to 90, there's Hashem, then I'll start. Now, even though Shagafai was nifted many years beforehand, Yaakov didn't forget his promise. And that's why when he was 90 years old, he started putting on tefillin benutam. Whatever goes out of a person's mouth, he has to try to keep. Chavetz Chaim used to, before he sold the set of Mishtabrua, he used to make sure that every single set was properly uh, checked to make sure there was no uh, nothing wrong with it. There was no torn pages, there was no uh, rubbed out uh, pages, the ink was clear and everything was fine. So he used to check the sets himself, and he was as he was getting older, it was hard for him. His youngest daughter was a young little girl at the time. She used to check the sets for him. And being that they lived in Mita, where the weather was not, in the winter time, there wasn't many sunny days. There was one day was a very sunny day. So her friends were outside, and she wanted to go outside to play with her friends. Chavzkayim said, but I need a set of uh, Mr. Brewer's checks for people to buy. So she said to him, Tati, you know, if, 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 if I can go out to play now, when I come back, I'll even, I'll even check 10 sets. And she ran outside to play. She comes back in, neatly on the table, will set up 10 sets of Mr. Brewer for her to check. And she said, what is this, 10 sets? My, my, my dear daughter, a word's a word. You said something, you have to keep to your word. So we see from here how important it is for a person to keep to his word. But I want to move on to a different part of the parasha. Also, where we can learn something about the power of speech. Later on, HaKadosh Baruch gives instruction to Moshe Rabbeinu that now it's time for Klai to take revenge on the Midyanim. The Midyanim, together with the Mayav, the, the Midyanim, they gave the Eitzah to Marshal Klai Yisrael and, and caused a, a tremendous Magaifa. And then HaKadosh Baruch gives instructions and Moshe Rabbeinu tells Klai Yisrael what to do. Goes through all the instructions, and then Klai Yisrael goes out to war. And the pasuk tells us the Klai Yisrael wiped out as Malchei Midyan Hargu Al Chalaleim, as Zaviv, as Rekim, as Tzur, as Chur, as Reva, Hameshes Malchei Midyan, that they wiped out the five kings of Midyan. And then the pasuk says, "Ve'ez Bilam Ben Baor Hargu Becharif." Finally. Bilam Marasha, who caused so much service for Klal Yisrael all the way back when he was part of the council of Parai to decide what to do with the Jews when they were in Mitzrayim. Finally, they were zeichet to be able to kill Bilam ben Ba'ar. Rashi tells the pasuk says becharef with the sword. Why does the pasuk have to tell me which, which uh, you know weapon they killed him with? So Rashi tells us over there, Huba al Yisrael. When he came against Klal Yisrael to try do, to do bad to them, the Hichlif he exchanged their tool, <coughs> his tool with their tool. He knew that Klal Yisrael's tool is their pet, and he decided that he's going to overpower them with the pet. And that's why he tried to be Makalel and started to do all different types of things. 
by the Tfilu of Akasha, that's the Kayach of Klaisrael. Bahu betafis of Nasan bekalalam befil. He took that tool and he exchanged it instead to curse them. He grabbed that tool to curse them. Afhem bo alav. So he took their tool to try to go against them. Afhem bo alav. They did the same. They took away their weapon and took his weapon, the weapon of the nations, which is the sword, and that's how he was killed. That's the sword. The sword is the tool of the, of the guy. But we see from here that the tool of Klal Yisrael is the peh. And the Chavetz Chaim tells us that the fact that the Torah calls our tool the peh, it's like a craftsman. When a craftsman needs to do his job, sometimes he needs his tool. Right? A person who creates things, a builder, a person who, who makes jewelry, if he doesn't have certain tools, he can't do his job properly. But even if you have the tool, if you don't use the tool in the proper way, then it can be destructive. And that's what we see over here. When Klai Yisrael used that tool, it was for Tfilah, for Bakasha, for Limanatera, for all the mitzvahs that needed to be done, that was something that was constructive, that was something that built the connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Well, Bilam took that Klayach of the Peh and he used it in a counterproductive way, to Mekalo. And that's why a person has to be able to understand that this tool that we have, the Peh, the tool that we have in the, this tool of our pair is something which is so powerful that we have to be careful how we use it. If we use it for Torah and for mitzvahs and for tefillah, then we can come to tremendous places. If we use it for Russian Hara and for Maitzi Shemra and for Nivel Peh and all different types of improper <clears throat> ways of using our mouths, then it's totally, totally destructive. Now, it could be very possibly so, that there's a reason for this. Because like the Pesach says to us, the parish is gracious. Hashem created man from the <coughs> dirt of the ground. And he entrusted in his nostrils a living soul. And this person became a living soul. Now the Targum Unkelis translates The power of speech. The power of speech is the Nefesh Chaya. That's the Neshama. That's our inner essence of who we are. Is that power of speech. And that's the essence of our Neshama. That's the essence of us. So if we use that power of speech properly, then we're matzliach, then we're successful in being able to do things which are productive and to be able to give the nachas ruach to Kodesh Baruch But if chas v'shalom, a person doesn't do that, then it can be totally destructive. Now there's a powerful, powerful word from the Chidah, put down in many svarim, that tells us when the Pesach says, <coughs> that you shouldn't make your words profane. That you have to be able to keep your word, what you say, what you do. The Chidot translates a little differently. 
If a person doesn't profane his words, and he does, he's not mechalal, like the Lashon Rashi says, profane his words and to be able to, to use them improperly, and anything that will come out of his mouth will happen, and that's the schus that's the schus all the kashas, and anything that comes out will be the, you know, done, that Baruch will follow that and, and carry that out. It's a famous maisha with, with the Goyen, that there was a little boy that was one time running in Beis Medrash, and the Goyen passed him, the Vilna Goyen passed him, and this little boy stood on his talus, on the edge of his talus. So the, you know, the Goyen tried to pull his talus away. The little boy was still standing on it. He turned to the little boy and he said to him, he said, I'm kid, my child, you should live to be 100 years old, but, but what do you need to hold my talus for? Now, this child lived to be a very old man. And there were certain points where he was sick and he refused to go to the doctor, but the guy in promised him that he's going to live, and he lived to be 100 years old. When the person says, he keeps the kedusha to his mouth. Now, we know, we mentioned last week, that the second Beis HaMikdash was destroyed because of Sinas Chinam. That's Lashon Hara, people speaking about each other, having animosity towards each other, not working together. Now, if we work on that, we work on that mouth, to strengthen our mouth, to strengthen the way that we speak, to use our mouths for tefillah, to use our mouths for Devei Torah, to use our mouths for Vermshel Kedusha, each person according to his personality, each person according to his situation. But we look to upgrade our way of talking in the way of Kedusha. That Kosh Baruch should answer all of our tulips to Tev, and we should be zeichet to see the Yeshua, Dailah Be'ezah Hashem B'Tarev, Mashiach Be'em Herav Yameinu Amen, Be'ezah Hashem. Everyone should have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos, and good Chaydesh, and cold tooth.